I, I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm yeah. actually going to do it in post, but I'm throwing Aaron Rodgers' face <laughs> over Daniel Jones on that intro. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you should wait. I feel like you should wait. Okay. No, no, I no. What, what, the... what I'm going to do, and I, you're going to love this game, I'm going to leave the Giants uniform. I'm just going to slap his face right on Daniel Jones. Why would you do that, though? Right Aaron Rodgers is the coach of the Jets, not the quarterback. Zach Wilson is the quarterback. <laughs> They're not That's analogs. True. That's true. That's true. Welcome to the Blue versus Green show. Um, if this is your first time here, please hit that subscribe button on the bottom. If you're back again, just remember to leave some comments on the, the bottom of this YouTube channel. Let's talk. Uh, I'm your host, Walt, and I'm joined on that side by Jose and on this side by Gabe. Say what's up, guys. What's up? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? All right. Um, this episode is pretty going to be straightforward because we're going to be talking about the preseason games, right? Giants, Panthers, yes, sir. Jets, yes, Bucks, sir. right? Um, and we're going to give our takeaways, and I think we should just go ahead and get started. Who wants to go first? Are we doing Giants or are we doing Jets? I mean, I say let's go Giants. Let's go with the schedule. Giants played first. We should talk about the Giants first. Um, what did you guys think about the game? Yeah, the Giants As suck. Jets fans. As yeah, Jets, Jets fans? fans? As Jets fans, the Giants suck. So. <laughs> It was a tar- yeah, it was a terrible game. Way. It was it was it was there was no Come value on. whatsoever. Come on. The only the best <laughs> thing about the game was that it ended quickly. Eli Manning is rolling over in his grave at that at that play yeah, yesterday. No, I'm no I'm I'm kidding. I'm awful. Kidding. I, I thought there was a, I thought there was a lot Just of positives kidding, um coming out of that Giants game. Um even though the the Giants got out to what was it, a 21-6 halftime lead or something like that. It was. It was. six. I thought it was. It was. Oh, am, I, am I thinking? The I think it was twenty-one-three. Twenty-one-three. Something. Like that. I think it was less than that. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it couldn't have been the Jet game because the Jets didn't allow the Panthers to score at all. Oh, we're gonna talk about the Jets. We're gonna talk about the Jets and how many points they allowed. So don't, don't, don't. No, don't. no, no. But, but to be like I said, to be. <laughs> To be truthful, there was a lot of positive with the Giants thing. I think the second half wasn't the greatest for the Giants, but again, preseason game, you're playing your your thirds and your fours at, at that point. But um, I'm going to give you just quickly the guys that I thought were incredible. Uh, DJ, of course. DJ. My man said incredible. He said incredible. Listen, I got I got to give I got to give him props. Incredible. I got to give him props, and you know that I haven't been exactly the biggest dj fan i i still don't think that he's a top 10 quarterback yet that is insane oh my god it's not no 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 but you gotta understand it's not that's not a reflection of dj that's just i think there's 10 guys better than him you know what i'm saying that i i do think that he's a very very good quarterback i'm i'm starting to see that and i'm giving listen i'm trying to meet you halfway here you know what i'm saying so I, I do think that DJ has the capability to get into that conversation and, and break it down without any um, asterisks involved with him. You know what I'm saying? I think he, he can break that echelon, um, but I need to see consistency over years. You know what I'm saying? Like he has, and again, DJ hasn't had the roster to do it and he's been doing it on his own. 
Now he's got a roster. Let's see where what what happens. And most likely, like you said, he'll probably end up in that top 10 conversation. But I need to see it first. You know how I am. I'm a guy that needs to see it. But yes, um, Friday, DJ showed out. DJ showed out. He took yeah. that team straight down the field. I mean, it was – that was – Mahomes-esque, that was surgical. Allen that was exactly that was surgical. The man was firing on all cylinders. And the interesting thing, his favorite target, and I told you guys this before, Darren Waller is gonna be a freaking beast. If he doesn't get hurt, that man, he's gonna break giant records. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um yeah. your wide receiver group was great. I, I think uh you know, they they really showed what they can do. Um, I, I thought Eric Gray played a, uh, you know, he, he's showing you that he's going to be a player for you guys. Um, and, you know, the defense, there's still some concern there. You know what I'm saying? But there were players that showed out. Jordan Riley was a guy that I, that I, I enjoyed watching. Um, Deontay Banks, your cornerback. He's he's looking like he's going to be a stud. So there was a lot of positives coming out of that giant game. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I, I I think I think it was a it was an awesome game to to showcase our offense. Um, it's funny because I think that like every team or every coach may, rather may approach preseason a little bit differently. Like what the point of preseason is for them, and I, I think for for the Giants. It's not just a tryout. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's like a scheme overview, you know? Hey, let's take a look at like what Daniel Jones is going to do with just the wide receivers. So let's take out our star, you know, running backs or even all running backs just to kind of, you know, focus and dial in on just this one aspect of the game. And look what we got. We got somebody that just went down the field, you know, just, I think, I don't, I think his entire, the entire drive total was, was, between five six minutes total max yeah and he went uh he went what eight of nine dj did he went eight of nine 69 yards you know passing um one you know touchdown of course um and he also he also he rushed for six but that rush was like it was like a decisive not a not a that was a that was a designed rush you Mm -hmm. know um Mm -hmm. You know, which is something you, you want to take at, advantage of. The you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then if you take a look at like this is what the key detail of this game was, is we had so many receivers on the field. Let's count it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Is that right? Thirteen receivers. Thirteen people caught balls in that game. This game, I think, was specifically to see what the right receiver wide receiver group is gonna do. Um, so I thought that it was an awesome game because on top of that, we have, we have all three quarterbacks kind of like within the same realm of ratings. Um, Daniel Jones had eight of nine, 69 yards, Tyrod Taylor, nine of 13, 90 yards also had a touchdown, but then, but then Tommy DeVito, nine out of 11 with 88 yards, just you two yards shy of Tyrod Taylor it would have been awesome if he had, he had completed a touchdown himself just mm-hmm. to be kind of part of the group. Uh, I think that we have a little bit of a quarterback problem, a good one. But a, that's a good a, one. 
good one to have. I and mean, we were talking about this before the show, right? Um, about yeah. Tommy DeVito and stuff like that. And you know, Tommy DeVito is definitely a guy that the Giants have to find a way to keep. Now, whether that's practice squad and making sure he gets through waivers, or if they just actually just put him on the fifty-three, they got to find a way to keep him because. Like you said when we were talking, his experience at this age, at this stage of the game for him, is ridiculous because he looks like he's been there for years. If you didn't know who he was, you'd be like, oh, who's that? Because I haven't seen him in the last couple of years. Yeah, you think he's a veteran. Exactly. He's a veteran that's coming in for, for a little extra help. Now, you we had just we were just speaking about like this little bit of a rule change. Let's go back to that in a little bit. But I want to ask Jose, like I know that Jose, you didn't necessarily get a chance. You got a chance to check out like the NFL condensed game. Tell us a little bit about the NFL condensed, how how like how that was because I haven't seen like a game through the uh oh, no, NFL, no, no, no. the NFL I, network app. That was just my homework. Uh, I did watch the game. I didn't get to see the first quarter because I was actually working. Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay, right. I got stuck on a call essentially at work. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I did get to see the game. I didn't get to see the first quarter, which was one of the most important quarters, but I saw that in the condensed. And I think incredible, astonishing, fantastic, great, fucking awesome. There's all Those are all good words to, to describe the quarterback play of the Giants in yesterday's game. Everybody showed out. I mean, I feel like... Taylor and DeVito are playing really hard for that second position. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in terms of keeping DeVito, I don't know that you want to do that, actually. I think you want to sell high on this kid because he's about the same age as Daniel Jones. Like, there's really not going to be a place for him or, or a spot for him to get into this, the starting rotation unless you want to keep an expensive backup, possibly. That's what Tyrod Taylor is there for. And if he's going to play like this as a backup for the rest of the season, then that bodes pretty well. Uh, as far as the, the quarterback play, I don't know if you mentioned, Gabe, that it was 10 wide receivers that caught passes, but actually 15 players caught passes yesterday. So it was even more varied than, than you might have expected. That includes the running back group. Um, you got some show-off performances by Gray, for sure. I was looking at Jay Sean Corbin last week because uh, he's been the only Giants running back that's been able to break a big run. That's been a a little bit concerning for me. You haven't gotten a, a, a run over 10 yards really with anybody. Um, so other than, than Tyrod Taylor yesterday who busted a 16 yard run, but I don't think that's going to be a huge concern necessarily going into the season. Cause there is some depth there at running back as right. well as wide receiver. Um, you got a little bit of, uh, had a little bit of fun with uh, Hyatt in yesterday's game with that drop before the, the nice yeah. catch. Uh, it was a bust. I had actually play. had a good game. Yeah, he did. Uh, he he did. did. He did have a good game, which was important because his first game wasn't great. So he looked a little nervous out there at the beginning of the game, actually, too. But he settled down, and then after that drop, he responded well. Like you know, it was an easy catch that he missed, uh, and then it was a busted play by the defense. But like you said yesterday, Walt, like you have to take advantage of that as a player, and that was I thought that was pretty yes. fantastic what he did there. Um, as far as the defensive side of the ball, I think that it's it's still improving. Uh, I think this week, what, what was really good to see from the defensive line is that you got a little bit more push into the backfield. It wasn't necessarily an all-on rush or an all-on attack from the Giants off uh, defensive line for most of the game, mm-hmm. but it didn't need to be because they kept the quarterbacks on their toes. They forced them out of the pocket in situations and made, it, they made them uncomfortable. If you can do that all season, that's all you really need to do. Because uh, the linebackers, I thought, really played great yesterday. To be honest with you, I thought like the linebacker play was was pretty standout. You got some great um, pass defense. 
from Coughlin and a couple of others in the linebacker core. A lot of tackles, you know, they were they were getting to that to that first level and, and making the stops early on. So that was encouraging to see. Again, I thought, you know, defensive backs uh, and the, the passing defense was pretty great yesterday as well. I think that that's going to be probably the standout for me, as well as obviously your interior defense, uh, defensive line. One of the best of the league, if not the best, as we've seen recently. So there were a lot of positives. The negatives are the same ones, though, right? I mean, it's it's penalties and it's maybe depth, although depth showed up a little bit more yesterday. You, know, you all gave up a lot of points in that second half. Your your second and third team wasn't yeah. really a whole heck of a lot better than their second or third team. So I, I want to see a little bit more from the second and third squads um, with some exceptions. Like I said, there were some real positives there. But, yeah, it was a good game. It was a step in the right direction. I don't want to necessarily compare it to, like, last week's performance against the Jets. Different game, different schemes, you know, different ideas of what they were doing in this game. Different different looks, different reasons to play the game. Yeah, 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 different reasons Um, to play this week. But a lot of positives, but those negatives that still exist, like, man, that shit's got to go. You got to get that depth and those penalties under control. I, I do wanna yeah. I do wanna highlight one guy on the defense that I, I again I, I think is gonna be a, a really really good player for you guys, Bobby Okariki. Um, he yeah. you know he was all he over is, the place. And he, he did it in two quarters. He got seven tackles in two quarters, uh-huh. including four solo tackles. Four I solo mean, three assisted, like that's yeah. impressive for yeah. a half. Yeah, I don't He's, I don't think that the Giants have had a linebacker like him in years. Um, he, he's a, he's a guy that he, he's all over the place. Um, I think, um, what's, what's going to happen is that you're going to see Wink Martindale find ways to use him more, um, in different capacities because he clearly right now is the best guy head and shoulders for that linebacking group. And you can make a case Dexter Lawrence, notwithstanding that he might be one of the best players on that defense. And cleans you know, up he's only you, you, exactly. You don't want to sleep on Javarius Owens, who also had seven tackles. He also had four solo tackles himself. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of positives. Yeah we, yeah, we got a lot of positives on the interior for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do want to go back a little bit though, uh, because I'm looking at the stats over here, especially with Tyrod Taylor. And you know, another storyline here is not just like I do think that this game, even though you know Daniel Jones kind of outshined. You know, everybody, you know, rightfully so, this is our, our, our chance to kind of like strut our stuff out there and, and show exactly what we got in Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. But this is also, I think, a little bit of a, uh, hey, let's see what Tyrod can do with Daniel Jones this game. Because we just, we saw him rush for, rush three times for 21 yards. And I think that this was also um, Dave's like going out there to, to check out Tyrod. Hey, can you fill Daniel Jones' shoes the way that Daniel Jones plays the game? If he goes down and I think that this is all kind of like, you know, emergency situation kind of play like, hey, like, you mm-hmm. know, can we when we need you, can you fill these shoes? Um, and I like I think that the unsung hero of the, the game was actually Tyrod Taylor, you know, Let playing me- the way that he did. He only played uh, one quarter, I believe, because I think the second half was all um, DeVito. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think. You know, he essentially replicated what Daniel Jones did. No. Yeah, um, and and that that brings me to a question that I just thought about. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to you, Gabe, because uh, I I want to see what your take as as a Giants fan. 
Um, we we've been talking about Devito and how how good he's been playing this preseason yeah, and you right. know the level of experience that he's showing. Um, the the thing about it is that if you if you're gonna try and if you're not keeping three quarterbacks, okay, and let's just let's just go on that premise, right? If you're not keeping right. three quarterbacks, definitely, I think all of you guys would agree that DJ's got one spot locked up, right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so Come on. so now um now you got to look at that second quarterback and that is going to really be uh, a toss up between Tyrod and DeVito. Now the thing about it is that if you throw DeVito on the practice squad, right? Um there's a good possibility he may not make it through waivers. So as you as a Giants fan, would you want to take your chance on putting DeVito on the 53? And trying to move Taylor through waivers to get to the practice squad is is that a is that a way that you guys can kind there's, of there's eat your reasons, cake and keep reasons. it too? You know what I'm saying? There's, so yes, yeah, so actually, I do think I want to have Devito on the, the the on the 53, and and this is why. Okay, like aside from aside from the fact that uh you know we do have an opportunity to go into the break class break glass in case of emergency clause, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yes. Um, one of the main reasons is that I, I, how do you make a defense better? You have a really good quarterback. And if he's on the practice squad, we're going to make our defense better. Um, it's been shown that like the biggest thing that we have is the biggest issue that we have so far in these two games is the, our depth, especially on defense. Um, and if we got to clean up our defense, especially with the penalties, especially with the penalties, um, if we got to clean up, uh, you know, our defense, the best way to do that is to have, you know, a real threat, um, taking them on week in, week out, you know, um, right. and, uh, and, and, and the whole break glass in case of emergency thing, which, uh, we were, we were kind of, uh, alluded to before, um, there is a rule change that happened. Um, and you know, a little bit more about it exactly. We were talking about it. I think you looked up the actual, uh rule itself um yeah. can you enlighten us a little bit over that so so this directly relates to um this directly relates to the nfc championship game the one with uh san francisco and philadelphia because if we all remember and if you don't i'll give you a little heads up that was the game where brock purdy got hurt and then um, they brought in, I, I forgot who it was afterwards, and he got hurt. And so literally it became, um, you know, the running back uh, who was in the game basically trying to quarterback the team. And it was a fiasco. Probably cost the Niners uh, a shot at the Super Bowl. We will never know, right? But um, the – the NFL took that and said, you know what? We need to fix this. So you're going to have your 53-man roster. That is that is set in stone. You got to get it down. That includes practice squad. But the thing that you can do now on game day with your 46-man active roster, you can, you can activate a guy from the practice squad, and in this case, quarterback, and he will not count on your 46-man roster for game day which is big, right? Because first of all, that means that now teams can, you know, comfortably carry two quarterbacks knowing that 
you can have your third quarterback on the practice squad and you can activate him every single game without having it go against your active roster. And the thing about it is that when you and I were discussing it, it also brings a very interesting dynamic to how a GM builds his roster for game day, right? Because now instead of making sure you have a third quarterback just in case, right? Now you can put that, that spot to another player and another position. For example, like you had mentioned uh, prior before, Gabe, you can now put in that extra running back, especially if you know that late in the season your running backs are dinged up and stuff like that. Now you have an extra guy that you can yeah. put out there, and that impacts the game because now you're, you're – and not only that, it impacts the playoffs because now you can rest guys, right? And, and Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I think that it's a really big key thing. I think uh, it's interesting to see. We'll see how, like – We'll see how the teams play around with this new rule change. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I say like you know especially like you know like I said I mentioned uh, before we 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 got on that um, that the running back position would be a position I think they utilize this rule a lot, right? Uh, because running backs are the, the ones that go down the, the you know most often. So not only could you have like an extra running back just waiting on the sidelines in case something happened, you can also have that running back as a relief. Like, okay, our running back team right now, they're all a little bit exhausted. We need to give them a break. Let's bring this guy in, you know, literally just to play relief, right. you know, for like, you know, five, six snaps or something like that. And boom, you get them back in. You get the running backs back in nice and refreshed. So I'm really, really excited about this rule change. Um, but I think that this is where the rule change is going to benefit the Giants and Tommy DeVito specifically. And why I think I do want to have Tommy DeVito stay on the squad. Even if it's just for one year, maybe he like gains the experience. Maybe he gets, gets the exposure, you know, that that he needs for his career through this season. And then mm-hmm. next season, um, we use him as a valuable asset to trade for something more, um, right. while at the same time giving Devito, you know, a better chance somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so but before yeah. we move on, I just want to make one quick quick point on the guy that i am raving about for the giants that's waller it's interesting to note that that one drive waller played the tight end position the h-back position the slot receiver and whiteout, which is gonna kind of detail on how they're going to use him this season yeah, and how I, much of a nightmare he's going to be for defensive yeah board i'm guys. excited so, i'm excited for waller i'm so excited for waller can right. wait to see this. Let's anyway. get on. Let's get on to the Jets here. Um, the Jets, they had their their third preseason game in week two of preseason. Um, that's because they had the extra Hall of Fame game. Uh, and they played in East Rutherford, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and lost that game 13 to 6. Um a very a very nondescript game coming off of a shutout of the Panthers uh, the week before. Um, there were some very, very positive things out of the loss, however. Um, I thought Zach Wilson played okay. He, Typical fa- Zach fashion, he showed flashes, particularly on that 39-yard run that he had, which was electric. Yeah, that was an amazing run. Um, and that spin to to free him up was just amazing. That that gave yeah, me we'll Lamar Jackson vibes, right? I think in a bit. Yeah. So I, but I thought overall he played okay. Um, he didn't have to do much. 
um, and they didn't ask him to do much. But I think it's a confidence builder on his part again with the quick uh, the quick throws, which is which means which means to me that he's seeing the field better and he's making decisions quicker. Um, we had a couple of injuries. Uh, Abanakanda, who was having a good game, had a thigh contusion, which looked scarier than it was. I thought it was knee, and that's what they were mentioning on the yeah. the uh, the broadcast. But Salah did confirm afterwards in his press conference that it was a thigh contusion. So hopefully, it's not as bad as it looked. Um, Joe Tipman, I still don't know where he got hurt, but he he came out of that with a knee injury, and that's. That's a little problematic because he was having a really, really good training camp preseason. Um, but the positives for me um, out of that game has to start has to start and end with Makai Becton. Makai Becton, uh, he didn't start the game, but he came in as on the right in the right tackle position. I think in the second quarter, and he absolutely dominated i mean we're talking pancake blocks all over the place um there was there was at least two plays where he moved his defender seven to ten yards on the block Um, yeah he played like a guy that wants a job (laughs) exactly and you know what i i think the way that the jets have been have been handling him has been perfect because you know what they asked him to to lose weight the man was near 400 pounds plus um and he put in the work, and he's down to, I believe, around 350 or something like that. Um, that's and not bad. He looks like a total yeah. different man, and and that's important because that lessens the stress on his knee, right? Yeah. Um, but they asked him to lose the weight. Check. He went and did that. They said, you know what? We want to see you play in, in a number of, of snaps, um, and he's been building. Last, last night, I believe he had 25 snaps total. Um, and the difference with the, in the running game with Becton in and Becton out, substantial. Because if you look at the stats for him, um, when they were on, when he was on the field, eight carries for seventy six yards. When he was off it, eight carries for twenty nine yards. That's a big difference. That is so, a big difference. Yeah. So I think Becton was 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 huge for them. Um, I think the 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 and the last person I'm going to highlight is Zonovan Knight, and Zonovan Knight yes, was he played a big role yesterday. That means one of two things to me: uh, either they are unsure of Zonovan Knight and they wanted to make sure they wanted to give him some work. And I, I really do think that he's on the bubble here. Um, he may be the guy that the Jets end up cutting. From that running back room because Abanakanda is definitely going to be from? there. Hmm? Where do you guys get him from? He was an undrafted free agent okay. last year. Um, we have a we have a ton of those. Um, Tony Adams being one of them. Tony Adams who hasn't played all three preseason games, which leads me to believe that he's going to be the starting safety for the Jets. Um, Michael Carr didn't play at all yesterday, which means that he's his spot in terms of the running back room is secure. You know that Brees Hall is going to be here. You know that Abanakanda, injury notwithstanding, is going to be here. And yeah, he's going to be here regardless. Seen, and we haven't even seen Dalvin Cook. So I really think that Zonovan Knight, his, that was his audition tape. And I hate to say it, Zonovan Knight did not really separate himself from the rest of the guys in that room. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was a I thought a decent showing from Zonovan Knight, and I think that he's probably the guy that I would want to pick just because of you know Carter's age and and things like that. Although I I do agree that he's a, a veteran in the running back room, but I mean he's not really distinguishing himself as somebody who can carry the load if uh, somebody goes down. And we have so much death at running back, which is a positive concern. Hopefully, Abanaconda comes back and he's healthy since it wasn't a serious injury that he uh, that he had yesterday. Right. Um, back then was incredible, obviously, like we talked about, like, you know, he was he was definitely like, you know, getting people, pushing them upfield and making, sh- you know, just manhandling people on that offensive line, which was exciting to see. Uh, definitely sucks to see Kuntz uh, go down because <clears throat> he was, I thought, doing pretty well. I think he's like obviously still unseasoned but he's had some solid blocks and he made some mistakes yesterday and then got injured you know he had some penalties that was uh actually killing the jets yesterday that was something that really really was killing us it's something that was a that's not today for them yeah it's not as often a concern i think as it is with the giants but it's still a huge weakness with the jets because we're so inconsistent with our penalties some games right. we'll keep them clean and some games we're going to get about nine or ten penalties or damn near something like that and yesterday was one of those games where we just could not keep it together we had uh eight penalties in the end for 75 yards that that was huge and they were in a lot of key situations so that was something that i i really wasn't enjoying watching yesterday uh and you know the other concern if you really think about it that was shown off yesterday that we're forgetting about right as jets fans because we're kind of on top of the moon having aaron Rodgers. is we don't really have any quarterback depth whatsoever i mean zach wilson was solid yesterday like you said his decision making was more crisp you could see him making his progressions in a snap and getting the ball out or making the run much Mm -hmm. more quickly than he did over the last couple of seasons which you know you have to attribute hackett and rogers for giving him probably the tips and then you know the mental checks and all the the cues that he needs in order to get that ball out quickly or make the decisions quickly like he did on that run yesterday we talked about six yards but it was a really solid run and it was a solid decision to do it in that situation. Mm-hmm. But Boyle is awful. I'm sorry. Tim Boyle is really not yeah. good. He didn't do good last week. He he didn't do good last season. He didn't do good yesterday. Strebler's not going to take us anywhere if something if something happens. So, Strebler's not on the squad anymore. They cut him. No, they cut him. See, because yeah. he was one for seven in, a couple of weeks ago in the in the Hall of Fame game. So he's not taking us anywhere. I mean, the well, depth of quarterback is is a little bit of a concern. Because if anything happens to our 39 going on 40-year-old quarterback, I'm not saying that Zach Wilson has not improved, but are we going to go anywhere with an improved Zach Wilson or a good Zach Wilson is the, is the problem? Well, here's here's what I say, I would say with this. Um, the, the backup quarterback in every team is always the, the, the media darling, right? Everybody loves a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, but to be honest, if you take the starting quarterback from any team, regardless you're going to struggle because the backup quarterback is a backup quarterback for a reason right so i don't i don't think that's that's much of a concern and i think we're probably in a better position than most because our former starting quarterback is the backup here so he has experience in leading a team because he's done it for two seasons right um with regards to Tim Boyle, Tim Boyle is here specifically for one reason and one reason only. He was never going to be the backup quarterback for this team. Um, but the reason that he's here is because he has familiarity with the offense because of his time in Green Bay and because of his time backing up Aaron Rodgers. So 
um, it's specifically with the fact, right? I yeah. I know, but no, I specifically for the reason that Aaron Rodgers is not playing preseason games, he may or may not play in the final preseason game here with the Giants. You need a guy there that knows the offense and can run the offense and give at least your wide receivers, your 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 offensive line, your offensive line, your fence period a feel of how the offense should run. Now, yeah. of course, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but that's the only reason why he's here. Because yeah, I mean, look, I think that it's smart. You have you have you have you have a new offensive corner, you have, you know, new QB, new scheme, new everything. You know, you need someone on the field that's going to help the rest of the team kind of catch up to 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 A-Rod. Otherwise, this whole season would have been essentially a bust. This whole season would have been, hey, let's get to know each other first, and then we'll make a run in year two of A-Rod. And I don't think that they can afford to do that. So it was smart to bring Tim Boyle in if the uh, the, the, the the purpose of it is to kind of ca- help the team catch up to speed to uh, this new system and, and, and right. everything. So, um, uh, I, I personally, I didn't get the chance to see the game. I saw the full highlights of the game, however. Um, so I didn't get a chance to see too many of Zach Wilson's uh, fumbles or indecisions because the highlights will only ever show the good stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part. Sure, of um, course. But that 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 little spin move, you know, rush that he did, he looked he looked more like a running back than a quarterback. The way that he was running looked more like uh, a, a, a running back than a rushing quarterback right like when i think about quarterbacks that 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 rush they run a certain way they run like they're always ready to throw the ball or they run like they're just kind of getting ready to like you know slide or something like that zach wilson ran like he's a running back he tucked that ball in and he's like moving jumping it like you're juking and diving and stuff i i looked at that one run and i was like maybe he should be a running back well that's one of the concerns that I have with Zach because Zach doesn't know how to take care of himself, you know, and, and that was that wasn't the only instance he had another run. And, you know, instead of doing the right thing that quarterbacks do and slide and, and try and give yourself up. Yeah, protect your career, bro. He, he's he, not Josh Allen. Yeah, he and and the thing about it, and this kind of lends itself to the mentality that he's had in these last two seasons prior is that Zach Wilson is always trying to make a play even when you shouldn't be. And, and that always gets him in trouble. And you're, you're, you're seeing less of it now mm-hmm. in this preseason, yeah. but it's instances like that where <clears throat> you look at it and say, he still has that hero, hero ball mentality yeah. yet. Yeah. And that has to go away for him to be, successful because you're for him, right that's a, this is also friday night lights for him yeah he doesn't have the makeup of a josh allen where he, a josh allen can take those type of hits because he's a big guy yeah it's a zach 23 wilson pound is, difference 237 versus 214 zach yeah, exactly. is a tough kid but he's not that tough exactly and and so you know what zach really needs to kind of find a way to pull back on these things and say you know what i've done as far as i now i got to give myself up because, yeah. like you said, I want to have a long and productive career. That's not how you're going to do it if you're running the ball and then <clears throat> when the defender is coming up, you're lowering your head. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He looked like a running back. Even, like, his body. and it, Like, it was just – it was weird. It was weird. When I saw it, 
it just like kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Zach maybe is in the wrong position, but um, but yeah, I think overall, like I think the I think I think both teams, you know, went out and uh did what they needed to do, which was evaluate certain pieces. I think that's what game two kind of usually is in preseason, right? Like game one, it's like, hey, this is dress <laughs> rehearsal. Let's let's see what's up. Game two is all right, let's let's see what improvements we can we 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 need to make in very specific areas. And I think game three of the preseason next week, game four for you guys, <clears throat> I think this is gonna be the closest to 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 our um you know day one readiness. Final so I four. do think I do think that we are going to see a rod dress up at least for one drive, you know, at least for like one full drive. So I agree. Um First and it's it's like it's Daniel Jones yesterday. Giant, so it's almost like you have to give the people what they want. I can't see them not not give us, you know, like A Rod versus Daniel Jones first quarter, first drive. Um, at least that, you know. Um, if anything, it'll be a really good, like kind of like um uh I guess a trailer for the actual game that we're gonna see um uh, in season. Um, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I, I do think at some point Aaron Rodgers does need to step on the field for the preseason just to get some in-game yeah. action. You know, like pre training camp is one thing, but in-game action is a totally different thing. You know, I mean. But maybe it, not for Aaron Rodgers. Maybe, maybe. That, but, you that's, know that's the case. I would say that that's the case for 99.9% .9 of players. But there's that 0.1% that are Tom Brady's, that are Aaron Rodgers, that are Peyton Manning's. Where oh. they can literally climb out of bed and just step on the field, and it's just another day. I mean, right, Aaron Rodgers played in the preseason the last few years anyway, so like it's historically what he would do. He would no, 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 no. But but, but okay. I think one drive is 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 something that will happen. Maybe 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 I, I'm I'm not putting this in the right context because I'm not I'm not speaking I'm not speaking about Aaron Rodgers' preparedness. I'm talking more along the lines of Garrett Wilson being familiar with him. I'm talking about. Uh, guys like McCall Hardman be getting comfortable with him. That's that's what I mean when Aaron Rodgers has to be on for at least one series or so. Because Aaron Rodgers, you're correct. He's he's done this for 19 years. He knows how to prepare himself for a season. But the problem is these other guys, and they're young. They yeah, have, you're right. They that's have no the other guys. Yeah, they have no experience with Aaron Rodgers in game. And that's why I say I think it's more important for Aaron Rodgers, not for his sake, but for everybody else's, because yeah. they need yeah. to get that chemistry going. And at least if you're doing it with one drive with live action, maybe you get there just a little bit quicker. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You definitely don't want them to be like kind of caught deer in the headlights when it's game one and Aaron Rodgers throws a beaming ball at you and you're just not ready because you haven't played with him in uh in front of the crowd. You know what I mean? Right, Dressed exactly. up with all the lights and everything. So you're absolutely right. So then I so then for your sake, for your sake, I hope he plays next week. I hope yeah, he plays. I, yeah. I do. He's you know, gonna go I, out there, he's gonna <clears throat> put one pass to Garrett Wilson. He's gonna to wave to the crowd, and then he's gonna go back into the stands. <laughs> and I, I hope he's gonna do his. He's time. gonna do his little patented uh, handshake. Still... put it out, and then like you know, he got player to like put it out on. <laughs> you know, you he know what they're doing when they're on their free time. The NFL wasn't happy about that, right? You know that. I'm sure, yeah, sure that's why they did it. They actually, they actually put it out, and they're they're trying to stop him from doing that I'm because sure that's why they're they, doing it. They don't <laughs> like the fact that he's doing this. 
You know yeah, they might, they might, they might, they might, uh, they might stop them from doing it by calling, uh, what is it? Um, what's the uh, celebration penalty? Oh, um, unsportsmanlike um, conduct. Unsportsmanlike, I guess. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, probably you something know? like that. Well, the the one thing I do want to well, hear. I hope I see that at least once. In yeah, season. I know. They'll take the fine. The the one thing I do want to hear um, from this week for the Jets is uh, Becton playing. Uh, practicing with the first team i think he's earned it and i in terms of the offensive line i really do think that you're gonna end up with uh, an offensive line of conor mcgregor for the jets um mckay becton avt dwayne brown who's expected to start practicing you guys have a conor mcgregor yeah we do (laughs) no conor mcgovern i'm sorry conor conor mcgovern same same difference same difference conor mcgregor what the hell? <laughs> no, no, same difference. Uh, same difference. You know, I'm pretty sure they're both they're both Irish and they're both probably kicking ass in bars somewhere. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, Conor, Conor McGovern is probably going to win the starting uh, center lineup. Uh, Joe Tipman is making a lot of strides here, but I think you start with the guy that's been there the most, and you know maybe in season you you see Tipman take that over. But I I really do think the starting five for the Jets um, on you know week one is going to be. McGovern, not McGregor. <laughs> it's going to be AVT. It's going to be Beckton. It's going to be Tomlinson. And I believe that Dwayne Brown, being the Wiley veteran that he is, even though he hasn't played at all during camp, he's probably going to take that last spot. So I think that's going to be your starting five in terms of the Jets offense. And I got to be honest with you, that's not a bad starting five. You know, take yeah. away Beckton. That's exactly the same, the same squad that you had last year. And they started seven and four. So... You know, yeah. I, I think that's a pretty good squad. If you add Breckton there, that just kind of like um, levels them up in terms of the thing. Now, the thing is, let's stay healthy, guys. That's the most important part for that yeah. offensive line. Let's yeah, stay hope, healthy. Hope you guys, yeah. you know. Yeah. A-Rod, A-Rod seems to favor Beckton as well. They, they, uh, they're going to go have a, a bite to eat. That's how they closed out, I think, uh, last week's hard knocks, right? Yes. They grabbed dinner together. So he favors him. We should as well. Let's listen hey, to A Rod now. Before, we're wrapping up now, and and this is going to be on the podcast. But really, really quickly, how what do you guys think of Hard Rock, Hard Knocks? This I week? Hard Knocks. I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Oh, you haven't seen uh, it yet? Okay. I I am on vacation. I don't know if you guys. I mean, you guys know, but I don't know if anybody can tell that I'm not in my usual uh, space uh, that has uh, been following us along. Um, I'm in Panama at the moment, and I have been enjoying the nice sunny sometimes uh drizzling weather over here on the beaches uh instead of you know instead of thinking about the jets in the canal maybe visited the canal actually the canal looks like the jets jersey right now so i did not i'm not missing the canal what how does, how does that work I don't know. The water in there looks like green and grimy when we pass by. I thought about like uh, like taking a trip out to the canal just to kind of like do like a little bit of a tour and stuff. But you know, just it didn't look uh, healthily you know cleaned and stuff. I'm like muddy all the way around. I think I'm good. So Panama's rooting for the Jets. There you go. (laughs) What about you, Jose? What do you think about the Hard Knocks episode? It was cleaning up the narrative that Salah was not the coach. Yeah, he lit. He lit into the <laughs> offensive line. I, 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 not if Tiki has anything to say about it. I didn't want to say it. 
because I know you you, you got to go get some snacks. So, you so get that yeah, yeah. show, guys. <laughs> that's all I was saying. That's all I was saying. Like cleaning up the narrative. So that's why all, I kept it true. Say, hey, hey, we don't need to get into it. We don't, we don't have another hour to narrative. talk about uh, uh, your thoughts on, on the word narrative. Just as inside inside baseball for everybody, me and Gabe have a difference of an opinion on one of the New York sports hosts here on radio in WFN. His name is Tiki Barber. He's a former Giants running back. And um, I was triggered by some of his comments that led to an insane Instagram chat that lasted, what, two, two hours or so, right, of us arguing the whether tiki is insane and off his rocker or what have you so um we'll save you the details but i'll just let you know i think tiki is insane and we'll end the show on that note looking like a true jets fan all right i think that's the end of our show yes Uh, sir we'll leave it at that so, so guys, maybe one day um, we can get Tiki on here. We'll see if we get Tiki to, to replace me for uh for 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 an episode. Uh, I'm going to quit practice. I'm going to cancel practice on that day, you know, and and I'll I'll show up for it anyway, Tiki. <laughs> but yes, no, that's never going to happen. Not not as long as I'm running the show. Tiki's not welcome here. You're not so, invited sorry. to our show. Nope, Tiki. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, guys, thank you again for for you know hanging out on this journey for us. Please remember to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're also on any podcast app that you wish to subscribe to, and definitely check out our Instagram and mostly our Twitter. Our Twitter is a lot of reposts of all the the news and. Uh, things of the day when it comes to Giants and Jets. But again, next week, it's Giants and Jets. So until then, people, go Giants and go Jets. Go Jets. Jets. God, I can't believe I didn't even like that coming out of my mouth. Get get used to it because it's going to be happening a lot, especially next week. I will never say go Jets again. All right. Later, people.